You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. A very happy Thursday to you all out there in Ute Nation. Plenty to get to ahead on today's episode of the Locked On Utes podcast. Brian, do we have really anything to talk about out there? Do we ever have anything to talk about, Jake? There's never any news in Ute Land. It's such a, it's such a terrible job to talk about Utah athletics. I'm feeling very Eeyore-ish today. That's a lie. It's awesome. We've got football to talk about, and one of my favorite coaches went off. Yep, he did. But in a good way. Yes. Colton Swan, Utah linebackers coach, spoke to the media yesterday at length, like one of the longer uh, – assistant interview like overall sessions you're ever going to hear we'll get some of the highlights off of that we also have a schedule update for utah men's basketball two pretty decent games one of them an in-state rivalry game that we need to talk about and of course the coaches pulls out the preseason coaches poll where do the utes check in you probably should know by now but we'll dig into that as well so today's show is brought to you by our good friends over the locked on pac-12 podcast cindy robinson is the host covering everything inside the conference brian just so happens to be a co-host quite often on that podcast so download it wherever you get your shows all right without further ado let's get going here on a thursday this is the locked on utes podcast for august 12th 2021 Time now for another position preview here on Locked On Utes, Brian. And Colton Swan is one of the fun guys, I think, to talk to on Utah's coaching staff. I'm not saying that other coaches aren't fun to talk to, but he's one of those guys, like a Sharif Shah, who is more than happy to spend as much time as you need him for to give you really, really in-depth and actually really good answers about his guys and his position group. He's one of those guys who really hasn't had to talk to the media a lot, and you can tell because he's very open and honest when he does talk about things. But he's also very good at it. He's explanatory. He's enthusiastic. His dealings with the media are much like his dealings with his position group and with recruiting. Very successful. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. So uh, talking about Utah's linebackers, obviously the headliners of that position, the returning starters, both Devin Lloyd and Nephi Sewell. Well, he started off his interview, of course, talking about the senior star linebacker, not senior star, sorry, junior star linebacker. I don't even know how the COVID rules go anymore, Brian. So Not even going to try it, bro. You know what? (laughs) I'm going to go with this. Team leader, uh, linebacker Devin Lloyd, here's what he had to say about Lloyd and what he is doing to really improve going into this season. He's trying to make this team great. He's trying to make the linebackers great. Uh, and so everything that he does, you know, he, he's grabbing guys and bringing them with him. Uh, a couple of things that he does, I mean, he, he outworks everybody. Uh, he not only does outwork everybody, but he outworks himself. Okay? He knows what his expectations are, and he succeeds those every day. There you go, Devin Lloyd, and you heard him talk about, Brian, that Devin Lloyd, he's actually outworking everybody, but even outworking himself. He understands what's at stake for him. We've heard from Devin Lloyd that he came back to Utah to improve his stock when it came to the NFL, and sounds like, according to Coach Swan, he is making good on that bet. 
He is, and he's doing the important part about really making progress, which is he's trying to bring along the rest of his teammates as well and set the tone. There, When you get to a point that Devin Lloyd is at where you're still trying to refine your technique, but you're just so good, there is a point where you have to start just forcing everybody else up onto your level. I think it's a great thing for leadership development. I think it's a great thing for position group development, and I think it's also a great thing for individual development for Devin Lloyd. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. He also talked about Nephi Sewell, who, uh, Brian, correct me if, I, if I'm misstating uh, your position on this, but I think both of us were surprised by his really uh, breakout season last year. It was a, it was a limited uh, sample size, obviously, just due to the number of games, but to see him become a full-time starter in the linebacker spot, a position he had not played in his life really to this point, was really, really cool to see. It was, and I think a lot of that is in credit is credit to Devin Lloyd, who is so sound in his assignments, so sound in what he does, that it allows Nephi Sewell to play the kind of linebacker uh, that really fits his his skill set. He is so intuitive. He plays with instinct so well. It allows uh, Nephi to be a little bit more of a roving type linebacker rather than have to stick to straight up keys uh, and. As we talked about the other day, a big reason for all that to be successful is the fact that they have such a great defensive line in front of them. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. But here you go. Here's Coach Swan talking about what Nephi Sewell offers as he takes it, goes into his second year as a starting linebacker. He's, he's done a great job. He's really picked it up last year in our five games that we played. He did a great job of really taking a hold of it and understanding it and learning it because it's, it's different. I mean, you're, you're, you can be a defensive tackle type that's going to be fitting A's and B gaps, if that makes sense, right? And then all of a sudden you can be a DB type where you're dropping out and covered. So as a linebacker, we're hybrids. We have multiple things that we've got to do. And, uh, man, he filled that role immensely. He's extremely savvy. He's one of the most savviest players I've ever been around. He knows where the ball's going. He knows where to fit it. He knows the structure of the defense. He's, he's maybe a little bit more quiet, as you guys know, but he's an extremely savvy player and a delight to coach. There you go, Colton Swan. And interesting to hear him talk about the fact. He's just like, he said that it was really cool to see a guy like Nephi really become that uh, player who can do both things. He talked about the fact that as a linebacker, you have a multifaceted role. You're not simply a defensive lineman where you take on an offensive lineman and that's your assignment on any given play. Linebackers are asked to come up and play the run. They're asked to play in coverage. Just every aspect of it. And you heard him say that he really believes that Nephi is coming into his own with regards to being able to play in every facet of the game at the linebacker spot. He is, and, and I think it's a, a good step forward for Nephi. He he did show out well, but he's got to be able to uh, be more multidimensional because he's not going to be able to sneak up on any teams this year. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. A transfer into this unit, a guy that I think a lot of Utah fans are looking forward to see is Josh Calvert, of course, the older brother of Ethan Calvert, transferring in from the University of Washington. Has not seen a lot of time uh, during his days up there in Seattle playing for the, for the Dogs, but... Coach Swan really likes what Josh Calvert brings to the table. In bringing a transfer in that comes, in my opinion, from a good program, okay, is really, really nice. It's nice to have uh, a guy like that that not necessarily we run the same defenses, but can pick up on things. His terminology, he just tweaks it a little bit and, and applies it to things that he's done. Uh, he's a very physical, Josh, a very physical kid. I uh, love the way he's progressing in these uh, seven practices and uh, excited about it. 
Once again, Colton Swan there on Josh Calvert. And Brian, it, it is a good point that Coach Swan makes there is that transfer players, when you go out and evaluate them, you want them to come in and offer something that you're not just taking them to take them. You, they want those guys to come in and actually offer something to the position group, and they really believe that Josh Calvert can do just that. If nothing else, he's been in, he's already been an influential uh, player on his younger brother who's felt a lot more comfortable, had him guiding him in everything like that. I think that that's allowed Ethan to hit the ground running. But also, Josh comes in with a new opportunity, and these are football guys. You know, I, we use that cliche, but these are two players that are legacy players. Father played at the University of Utah. Josh tried out a different program. Now he's come home, brought Ethan along with him, and I feel like the Calvert name is about the Calvert-ry as I like to call them, Ooh, okay. uh, is is about to really establish themselves. The Calvary, I like that. That's actually a really good call on your part. All right, uh, two more pieces of audio I wanted you guys to hear from Coach Swan on two other players. One of them, Trey Reynolds, a guy who... Uh, similar to the Calvert brothers, came into Utah, has come to Utah with a lot of hype, uh, hasn't necessarily seen a lot of action to this point in his career, but according to Coach Swan, he has worked really, really hard, and he expects big things from Trey Reynolds. Trey Reynolds is a gritty, tough football player. He is, I love Trey Reynolds, and uh, like you said, people could overlook him, but he is, he's fantastic. He works his butt off. He's got a work ethic like Devin Lloyd, and uh, he will wear that projector out in the film rooms, and he wants to be great. And what's funny is he's been here for, what, seven months now, and uh, yeah, he's really made a name for himself. Well, you can take uh, one thing from Coach Swan on Trey Reynolds there, Brian, is it sounds like he has impressed his coaches in terms of just his absolute overall work ethic, whether it's in the weight room, etc. So Trey Reynolds probably kind of biding his time, waiting to finally get his opportunity, but it sounds like he is impressing just with his work ethic and everything he's showing off the field. Reynolds is a tough, physical, hard-nosed player, and, and he's ready for this opportunity, but he'll just have to wait his turn because there is so much depth and talent at that position right now, and that's not a bad thing because he'll be able to get the off-the-field stuff settled down. Uh, some of those guys, when they hit the ground running like that, it, it's almost good for them to be patient because they get a chance to go back and review and, and, and really dedicate themselves to making sure every little aspect of their uh, craft is taken care of. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, one final piece here, and it's actually a very intriguing name because it's got a local connection. It's, of course, Lolani Longy uh, transferring to Utah from Washington State. Originally, he had I don't did he sign with Boise State, Brian? I don't remember the exact situation. Signed with Boise State, went to Washington State after his mission, has finally found his way back to Utah. Probably should have come here from the beginning, but everybody has to take their road. Lolani found his and eventually got back to Salt Lake City. Yeah, so Coach Swan was asked about Lolani Longi, what he has done so far in camp. So here you go. Here's Coach Swan on what he, the guy he calls Low and what he's offering to the linebacker group. Lowe's doing a great job. Okay, he's a little bit new. He's a transfer from Washington State. It took him a little bit longer to get in, so he's maybe not ahead of those mid-year younger guys that were here. But Lowe's, I love what he's showing. I love his physicality. Okay, right off the top, uh, he's doing a great job. He's an all-in type of guy. Okay, he's more than willing to work hard. Um, he's a great attitude, great demeanor about him. He has great body language to him, so there's a lot of things 
foundation that I like about him most so far. There you go, Colton Swan once again on Lolani Longi, and that's actually a very uh, fun thing to hear from Coach Swan is that he says the the attributes, the kind of the what he has shown so far. Speaking of Lolani Longi, because as he acknowledged. He got to camp, got into school later than most of the other guys who were on this roster, but he says that there are a lot of different attributes, a lot of different things he has seen from Lolani Longy already that he feels like he can work with, and that's actually a pretty good sign if you're a guy like Longy who's trying to make an impression despite being maybe a little bit behind the eight ball. It is, and I think a lot of it is just how Lolani plays the game. He's a high-energy guy. He puts a lot of effort into his uh, to his assignment. And also, I think it's familiar because he's he knows a lot of the guys on this team. He's playing with two of his, two of his former teammates and Junior Tafuna and Simone Peppa. Mm-hmm. So uh, good opportunity for him to really hit the ground running, even if it's not because he's going to be starting. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. So big thank you once again to Coach Swan for speaking more particularly about the linebacker core. I can tell you this much, Brian. He probably could have talked about four or five more guys. That's really how deep this position group goes. It's a little bit of a shame in some ways that Utah plays uh, traditionally that 4-2-5 defense because in all honesty they could probably put three linebackers on the field at any given time and be just as effective in some cases. That's one reason why I think that they're going to do that but they'll be moving Devin Lloyd around maybe playing him in some stand-up roles helping him to develop his uh, his pass rushing abilities in that regards. Yeah, so we'll find out, obviously, and we'll continue to track things. We'll do more of these position previews. And if coaches like Coach Swan want to speak more specifically on players, of course, we'd be happy to bring them to you guys right here on the podcast. All right, we will wrap up today's show coming up in just a moment. We do need to talk some Utah running running Utes hoops. Uh, scheduling agreement on two different games in the upcoming non-conference schedule this fall. We'll touch on those in just a moment. Today's show, though, is brought to you in part by our good friends over at Bet Online. Of course, as we are fond of saying, they are the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Brian, I happened to be perusing Bet Online yesterday, looking at some of the prop bets for the NFL, MVP odds, uh, Super Bowl MVP odds, all kinds of stuff. Any type of bet you want to make over unders on win totals, they've got it available to you guys at Bet Online. That's what I love about Bet Online is there's such a variety there for us to partake from, Jake. It's like a buffet of bets, and I'm here for every and all different kinds of buffets. As Brian and I are fond of saying, football season is winning time for us. Of course, we'll be doing our thing over there at Bet Online. You can sign up for a free account by going to betonline.ag now, but also take advantage of the 50% welcome bonus they're offering to all of our listeners. Yes, you heard that right. Free credit to play with 50% of what you deposit the first time when you use the promo code locked on at betonline.ag so take advantage of that offer now it's promo code locked on at betonline they are your online sportsbook experts brian one final time out on today's show let's talk to our fans our friends about our good friends also over at rock auto many of you have probably heard us talk about them in the past but brian and i have both used this resource it is the best resource if you want anything with regards to your vehicle or you need anything with regards to your vehicle. Many of us rely on our cars to a crazy, crazy degree. I have a daily driver that I drive to and from work every single day. When that bad boy goes down, it cripples my day-to-day life. Rock Auto has been an absolutely critical part of keeping that vehicle in my life in tip-top shape. Same here, Jake. I think we all can vouch for the fact that having a working vehicle is is crucial, especially when we're shuttling around from jobs to 
practices and everything in between the covering football and, and whatnot. And it's really so much better to have Rock Auto there to help me do my pre-maintenance even, making sure that I'm getting everything taken care of with my car so that things don't go wrong down the road. Uh, Easiest part about it, you just get on there, you navigate the website. It's super easy to find. They've been doing this for 20 years, so they know what parts you need. Uh, They've made it easy for you to find your car, find your parts, find your price, get it to your doorstep, and get it knocked out with your weekend project. Yeah, they got everything you could ever need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet, guys. So take advantage of it now. Go to rockauto.com and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Make sure to write Locked On or Locked On Utes in the How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. That's rockauto.com. Before we go here on this Thursday show, let's step aside from the football talk, Brian, because, of course, there's a lot going on. But we do have some news involving the running Utes. Craig Smith's squad announced two more non-conference games added to their schedule yesterday. And I think both of these games are actually very intriguing. One of them against in-state rival BYU. The other against Fresno State. Where should we start? Which one do you want to break down first? We'll start at the very beginning, which is the early scheduling of the BYU game this year. I think that's the part that stands out to me so much. November 27th, it's going to be a busy Thanksgiving weekend and week for the University of Utah while they'll be playing on Friday versus the Colorado uh, Frauds. Credit to Cameron Beck. Frauds. Not Buffalo, but Frauds. Frauds, okay. Uh, because there's no such thing as Buffalo in North America. It's bison. Uh, and then... We're going to move on to Fresno State on December 21st. I think one of the big, crucial, critical parts of hiring Craig Smith was his mentioning of improving the uh, scheduling for the basketball team. I don't know how much ground he can really make up in the first year of scheduling, but we're starting to see that there is at least an effort to move things around and try and make some progress with it. Yeah, so that game against BYU, as you mentioned, will be Saturday, November 27th. That's actually the same day that BYU, the football team, will be playing USC in football. So, yeah, like you mentioned, it's a very busy weekend. Uh, But that game, it's early. There's no doubt about that. And it will actually be the first game for Utah back home after playing in that Sunshine Sunshine Slam tournament in Daytona Beach, Florida. So... I like the way that things are laying out here, Brian. So currently they have home games against uh, Sacramento State to kick off the season. They don't play in the Sunshine Slam event against Bethune-Cookman, Boston College, and also potentially Rhode Island or Tulsa. You have a early Pac-12 game at USC on Wednesday, December 1st, and then Sunday, December 5th, you take on Cal. You also have a road game at Mizzou and then Fresno State on December 21st. As you mentioned, Craig Smith has mentioned that he wants to upgrade the non-conference scheduling. Well, for, as you mentioned, his debut season, I think that's a pretty good slate so far. There's no complaints from me, Jake. I think uh, Fresno State's always a a competitive opponent. Uh, In college basketball, it's different, right? It's not so much about the big brand names coming to town and whatnot. What it is is it's getting good quadrant opponents into your uh, arena, and I think that that's exactly what they've done here. Um, 
two home games against BYU and, and Fresno State, maybe it feels a little bit like a, a Mountain West reunion this year <laughs> with San Diego State on the schedule for football. Who knows? Sure, it has a little bit of that flavor to it. But BYU, for all we want to say about BYU, they are a quad two at worst game. So that's a, that's a positive in that regard. So I like the way they're going about this scheduling. Obviously, we'll continue to see that upgraded, hopefully, in coming seasons as well. And obviously, we want to see a better product from the running Utes on the court. So plenty to break down in that regard, but I think these are both very good matchups, especially with both of them being home games. Absolutely, and and hopefully people will go out and get the Huntsman Center rocking again, make it feel just like it was back in the Mountain West days. That's the hope. All right, Brian, any final thoughts from you before we go here? I was thinking about it today, Jake. We haven't done this in a while. Stay well, be well, do well. It is football season, so we all got to be on on page. Here we go. Getting to class, getting to work on time, doing things the right way. We're getting ready for the 48-hour rule. It's time to get psyched. Focus in. The season is about to begin. All right, let's do this thing. Thank you to all of you who have listened. Follow the show on social media, Locked On Utes on Twitter. Follow Brian at Brown Bear SLC. I'm at Jacob C. Hatch. And as always, feel free to email us. LockedOnUtes at gmail.com is the email address. Until tomorrow, have a great rest of your day whenever you hear this. This has been the Locked On Utes podcast for August 12th, 2021.